Hi guys, this is Black Lash Podcast. I'm Jalen Dashil and welcome back. So we took on an unexpected two-week hiatus because I can't get in touch with my usual co-host. And if anyone knows anything, you could like let me know. But that being said, our co-host, our guest host today is Emily Coot. She holds a bachelor's in social work and is currently working on her master's along with four years with the system. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. So today we're going to discuss the 25 missing girls of D.C., even though it's kind of like later after the fact. Remember, I planned this a while ago. So I just really wanted to discuss the system more so. Like some of the girls are runaways, and, you know, the police don't actively look for runaways. Mm -hmm. More so, like, why do people run away from, like, their foster home or, like, when they have a social service case open? What's failing? Well, the system fails all around, period. That's that's my take on it. Um, as far as, like, with the runaways, they're running away because the homes that they're placed in aren't safe for them. It's not even a better environment from where they were taken from. Sometimes it's a worse environment from where they're taken from. Um, and honestly, you know, no matter how many times, depending upon the, you know, sad to say, but sometimes social workers themselves drop the ball when it comes to placing families in um, certain, uh, placing individuals in certain families' care. And, um, you know, reaching out to some social workers is not always, sadly, but it's not always the best thing to do because sometimes they just are very inefficient with helping. And, you know, sometimes you just hit that moment where you just feel like your last resort is to you know do this on your own you're better off you're better off doing it on your own and suffering than having someone who is supposed to be quote unquote supposed to be helping you and you're still suffering but whose job is it to vet these foster parents or these shelters where they're placing people or kids it's the community it's the organizations and the individuals just fall flat period literally just they just drop the ball it, it, it happens it is what it is and it's been happening for years, years like it is what it is it's sad but this is just the I, I came to the conclusion that this is just the world we live in like I want to save the world I want to wake up tomorrow and I want to save the world but unfortunately I can't do that because the world that we live in, you're just never going to be able to be effective in all different aspects when it comes down to the social work field. And, you know, some people do it for a check. It's just like, I understand, you know, people get to social work, you think of that individual as, you know, oh my gosh, they're so lovely. They want to advocate for people. You know, they want to help people. But no, it's bull crap. Some people do it for the check. Just like, you know, you see doctors and you're like, oh, it's so great. He wants to save lives. He wants to, you know. He wants to get paid. He wants to get paid. Some some individuals absolutely love the medical field, love delivering babies, love the whole plastic surgery thing. Like, you know, I love to take people who aren't fit. Yeah, but a lot of times, too, it's just for the check. So you have these people... Welfare, for example. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Essex County welfare. Um, I'm going to say 97% of the employees are just there for the check. Are just there for the check. And that's what makes it so ineffective. Half of them don't even want to get up and clock in for an easy paycheck for an 8 to 4 shift. 
Easy. It's an easy paycheck. What they do, because they don't do anything. They don't, yeah. You know? They don't see people. They don't file your work or whatever. It just doesn't happen. They do nothing. So So what makes you, like, you know, social worker, it's like a hard job. It really wears down. You have a lot of responsibilities. Why? What made you want to join that profession? Me as an individual, personally, I just like to help, period. No matter who it is. Like, I just love to be a helping hand. Just always growing up, that was just always my thing. Like, I was just always the helping hand. So I feel like it's a calling for me. And then not having a mom, not growing up with a mom. My mom passed away when I was 10 months old. Um, Tragic car accident. And I really didn't have much memories of my mom. People didn't speak. It was such a sudden death that a lot of people were shook up themselves about it and didn't cope with it well with themselves. So they didn't, they were very verbal when it came down to a lot of things that, like just memories of my mom and so forth have you. And then um, one day, you know, was hanging out with grandma um, and we were cleaning and um, uh, we were cleaning and um, I found like a, um, my mom's last job, I found her uh, ID. And surprisingly, she worked for Social Security. And, you know, I was trying to find myself as well as what I wanted to do in life. And that so, was like a little That was sign. just a little nudge, yeah, on my shoulder saying like, you know, this is what you should do. So that's why I picked up social work. I love it. It's challenging at times. I've dealt with personal case where you feel like, because I'm the type of individual that wants to help people. And then you feel ineffective, like I haven't. I haven't done what I need to be, what needs to be done. And, you know, sometimes I just want to take, take them home with me. Like certain cases that I. You can't take every case home with you. Can't take it home. Take, can't take any case home with me. (laughs) Not every case. Can't take any case home with me. I refuse to. That's actually the reason why I decided that I wouldn't work with Dyfus. Yeah. Um. Formerly known, formerly DIFUS, now known as what uh, DC, DCMP, Division of Children and Families, or something like that. I still say DIFUS, whatever. I think we all say. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know they changed their name. <laughs> I don't know why they changed their name. It's not like they're changing their their outcomes. It's not like their outcomes are any better. It's not like they're 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 doing any better. They're not like, they're not they doing any better. Name, so but... what's the point of changing the name? I guess, but. Yeah, the one reason the um reason why I decided that I wasn't going to those are too much. It's those too are, much. It's too much. You see it's, some awful things. You yeah. can't help because of the law. Exactly. Like, and you know you just have to follow certain protocols. And it's like no, fuck those protocols. This kid is in danger. Like you need and to. you cannot step in and do certain things with this child because you have certain protocols to and follow. And then just you know my stepmother was a social worker and just the fear that she saw whenever she stepped on a scene even if she wasn't there to take someone's mm-hmm. kid now every time a child dies social services is called mm-hmm. and so even if she was just there to make sure it wasn't any foul play going on they were still run from her like she was the devil and they would act treat her like that yeah we're she looked upon we're not we're not the, we're, we're, we're not the um we're not how should i put it we're not very no we're very friendly but you're not perceived perceived to be very, very friendly, friendly. Mm-hmm. it's like we're the enemy Sadly, but we're the enemy. And more so about D.C., I mean, it's the country's capital, and personally, I feel like it should be 
more of a safer place for like everyday life. So I feel like if I'm in DC, worst case scenario. I'm sorry to cut you off, but because I don't want you to continue. I want to stop you. I want to stop you because you first started off with it's the country's capital, right? And you yeah. feel like it should be safe for everyone every day. No, yeah. It's the country's capital, right? So predominantly, the people in the country's capital are what? Politicians. And what is the color of their skin? Oh, white people, yeah. Exactly. So the reason why, I I, I get what you're saying. It should be, but it will not be. I know that, but I'm saying that it definitely should be. And no one's, like, approaching that. Like, well, a lot. I saw an article in Huffington Post when they were all, like, it's a, there are a lot of racial, economic, political divides in D.C. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just if I was someone higher up in power in the political spectrum of the country, I'd feel like I want the country's capital to be the safest place in the world. I want people to know that when you come here, I'll bite, like, a terrorist attack. But no one's going to harm you when they live here because we're holding it down. You know, we have the CIA here, there's FBI here, there's a Secret Service. Like, no one should even think to do anything like kidnap people, robbery. Because this is the country's capital. You know, someone's going to... Like, it just makes us all look like more of a joke than we already look like because you have people disappearing in the country's capital. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. And I feel like that failure was, like, not as big as, like... Well, with that, I'm going to say that's happening not only because what I first started to say about, you know, it's predominantly white. Yeah. So they're going to fail the blacks. Um, it just is what it is. Um, but also, too, that's the, that's, that's the case because that crime is so little. It's the country's capital. It's not a little crime. I, I know what you but mean. But in comparison, um, you know... Someone could be the, trying to bomb. Exactly. Their focus yeah. is not their focus is not, not there. The people. Their focus is not the people. Their focus is, you know, keeping the areas Assets in the country exact, secure. Exactly. Like the so they're not watching they're not watching the white van creeping up on the side of the bodega, you know, on wherever Where, in DC. Yeah. They're in they're watching, you know, um, groups of people walking around exactly the with the book bag and the things like that and they're definitely not in the black areas watching because they're not the, who's bombing they're the not. black areas that, that's why us here we are considered an asset yes and but that's why us here are safe yeah. in this little area this Newark, Bloomfield, East Orange um, Montclair um, these little towns these little suburbans towns. The reason why we're safe here is because there's nothing here for other countries to want to attack unless exactly. we have a visitor like a politician exactly. visiting nothing's exactly. gonna happen there was once a um there was once a a russian spy actually i was remember that. caught in montclair i was young yeah yeah in montclair and um and um excuse me this is my boss it was like a huge thing like i remember seeing a bunch of stuff about that it was like a they weren't just ones in montclair there were ones in like another state too yes long island yes but um we really have any activity going on in this yeah. area and so that's why we're safe and again too not to say the towns that i've named only about one of only one of only one of those towns are minority no predominantly white and that would be oh, yeah. Montclair and it's not yeah. even I'm not even going to really say it's 
it is predominantly it's white. It's about 50%. But it's about 50%. Let's, okay, let's be, let's say 65% white. No, like about 50%. You because think? when I looked up the demographics of my graduating mm-hmm. class, we were 49.9% white, and then the rest was other. Like, okay. mostly black, like 48% black, and then like 2% other. Okay. So it was like a very even But that's split. why we're safe. And that's why they say diverse. Yeah. But yeah, that's why we're safe. Basically. That's why I'm never leaving North, because I don't have to worry about anybody. I got to worry about somebody getting shot down the street, but I don't have to worry if I have no fear that a bomb, I'm getting my nails done and a bomb might go off. There's no chance. There's no chance. So that's what you plan, you plan to be do social work in North. So what section of that are you going into? I def, my ultimate dream is to be in the jail, in the judicial system. What, what roles for your, yeah. Um because they are definitely those social workers in there are most definitely there for a check and the reason why some of these inmates are even in jail is because the system failed them to begin with let's bring it bring it back all the way back to dyphus when they were in care of foster their care and they foster care ran from that guardian whomever it may be no one even checked after they left no exactly one they left dyphus failed them from removing them from the whole household that they was had supposed to had been removed from and they just never did it um and so they grow up and you know they get into things and it's you know they don't have the fun to have the right representation so they go and try resources. to make the funds exactly and they find themselves locked up and then they're there and there's no one there to advocate for them knowing damn well they didn't deserve to be here to begin with so what do social workers do in the jail system i'm not sure what social workers do in the jail system <laughs> what well, what they're supposed to do in the jail system as far as what they do in the jail system that i know of um i know that they um they're they uh, they take certain requests from certain like individuals, lawyers or family mm-hmm. members, um, and they try to be, I guess, effective. Like when it comes to um, placing them into homes, leaving the jail, and so forth, have and getting you. their life together. Getting their life. What is it called? Rehabilitation, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it's called. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's what they're. That's what they do. That's what they say they do, but they don't. It's ineffective. It's very ineffective. It's very, I've, um, I know a few people who have been incarcerated and, um, you would think that the social worker is there to help them. I know an individual, it brought tears to my eyes. I used to watch Empire. Don't watch Empire anymore. I think it's so <laughs> whack. But, um, yeah, I watched an episode of Empire when Lucius was in jail and remember they wouldn't give him his medicine. Yeah. Remember that episode? Yeah. It brought me back because I know an individual very close to me who was incarcerated as well. And his social worker was supposed to have reached out to the nurse and be his advocate because his medicine was, you know, life or death. And um, she dropped the ball. She just dropped the ball no matter how many... Forgot to do it. Like I don't know what she didn't do from what she... She just didn't do it. That's all I know. And um, it literally took, you know some people that we knew to make some certain phone calls to a certain lawyer for a lawyer to get the job done like had to you know you have to put the pressure on them yeah threaten them with all types of lawsuits the loss of the job exactly you know and that was the way that um you know the situation got handled and it shouldn't be that way social workers social workers should be in the jail at least should be on the opposite side of they should be the ops, in so many words. 
they should be on the side of the who? inmates. The inmates. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's in meetings, social workers should not be agreeing to anything. I don't care if the inmate did it. Honestly, believe I'm talking about. I don't care if the inmate decided that he wanted to curse the um, guard out. The guard out. Like at even though yes, he was wrong for that. There's no at no point in time the social worker should be agreeing with the other officials in the system. Period. So the social worker should be as they are in like Dyfus and advocate for those who don't have any advocates. Absolutely, because that's the. They don't have any advocates. So it's... Even if they have a whole family behind them willing to fight... You don't have anyone in the system. You don't have anyone in the system. Those family members mean nothing when they make those phone calls every day. That has... They don't give a damn. Yes, ma'am. We hear your complaint. Okay, I'll pass this over to my supervisor. Click. Oh, bitch really thinks I'm like... "Ah." (laughs) That's how the system works. It is what it is. That's how the system works. So... Like that's their that's literally their only advocate. That's literally the only person that has their back. They should be more effective when it comes down to helping the inmate and not just there for that damn check. But you know, you can't change people. People gonna wanna do what they wanna do. But back to the system, it fails in so many ways because now that I'm thinking about it, besides Dyfus, there are social workers at most schools now, there are social workers just like everywhere, like when you have like a paternity case, not a paternity case, a custody case, mm-hmm. there's a social worker involved. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, like, first of all, I had no clue there was a social worker at my school until I graduated. Like, well after I graduated, someone brought it Wait, up. Wait, Montclair High? Wow. Somewhere I in the catacombs. Social- I don't. I knew there was. Never a, saw. A I knew guidance there was a, counselor, but a social worker? It's oh, like, wow. apparently there's like one on retainer. Like, they have one that, I don't know. I have no idea. But <laughs> someone just brought it up like after. I'm like, I don't. You know, like, what are they there for? What are they at schools for? Yeah. Well, I can see, um, I can see in the, uh, lower levels, I can see that because, you know. It's a rocky time. It's a rocky time and especially, like, you know, children can't communicate as much as they can. Exactly. When they're older. Exactly. And, you know, there's a much more, there's much more, I believe there's much more damage being done. Um, younger than there is older only yeah. because people sort of take advantage of you know babies vulnerable individuals kids. and you're more vulnerable when you're a child versus when you can speak up because you could whoop a kid's ass you know what I'm saying um, at four and most you know there's a chance that there's only like a maybe a, a small chance that they might say something you could whoop a, a 14 year old's ass and they're going to school and being like yo like I don't want to live with my mom anymore she whoops my ass for nothing so I can see why they'll have a social worker um, in school. Uh, and and also, too, when you're older, you take care of yourself more than when you're younger. So there's little things that's like... Um, Neglect. You can't really be neglected. Exactly. Exactly. But exactly. also, when I, when you're younger, you it has it's also up to the teachers. Like, you have to be able to recognize these signs. And I feel like a lot of these younger teachers either don't know the signs or they think everything is a sign. Like, they're, they're not, jumping on everything, especially for the younger grades. They're not trained yeah. in the way. They're they're trained in education. They're like trained in education, exactly. It's more to it's more to being a teacher than just knowing how to divide and how to do the fractions and so forth have you. Like Especially at the younger ages. When especially so at the younger ages. You have to know how to work with people, period. And um, a lot of these younger teachers don't have that skill at all. Um, don't even have the devotion to have that skill at all. It's just like 
you're going to have your good, you're going to have your bad. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have your teachers that are just there for the check. My sister actually is a teacher in Montclair's um, public schools. And um, she was a teacher's aide for a certain school. Um, now she's um, an actual teacher for uh, developmental delayed children um, in Montclair. And she would come home when she was a teacher's aide. She would come home and she would complain every day. And she would, her complaints were that, you know, she just doesn't understand. Because she's been a teacher since, mm-hmm. you know, we're Jamaican. So um, she's been a teacher since Jamaica. So it's a whole nother ball. That's teaching for real. You want to know it. You want to meet a teacher, a definition of a teacher. Let me take you to Jamaica. They don't play that when it comes down to education at all. Um, and um, so when she would come home and complain every day, her complaints were about her head to the teacher? the teacher, the teaching here. Yeah. You know, and she's like, they don't care about the education with the kids. All they care about who has the latest coach bag or all they care about is who has the latest Louis Vuitton bag. It's like, oh, my goodness, I can't even eat lunch with them. They don't even talk about what Johnny did in class today. But all they want to talk about is the fashion and this and all this other stuff like it's just it's just sad like you know you'll go to you'll 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 go into a classroom you'll walk past a classroom and you'll see two teachers talking and the kids are just doing the whatever most, and they're talking about fashion and it's like what <laughs> i mean hello is it not one o'clock in the afternoon like shouldn't these kids be learning something and so you know teachers just aren't teachers just aren't very just aren't interested inter- yeah exactly yeah. passionate exactly i was lucky enough that the school i went to and then i went back for my senior internship was like and i really noticed it because in high school i had a lot of younger teachers but it was okay because it was like mm-hmm. we all know we got to finish high school mm-hmm. like we all just did the work and when i went back to my elementary school all the teachers there are a little older and they've been mm-hmm. doing it for a while like they were still the same teachers i had when i was there and who knows how long they were there before that and they all like it's weird because when you told me that when my brother went to elementary school that your sister said they would talk about fashion at that school a lot Mm -hmm. I looked at the ones at my senior internship and they were always talking about the kids like maybe once in a while they were like oh so-and-so's retiring or do you know that but they were always talking about what classroom was the worst which one was the best how to fix that classroom what kids needed like Mm -hmm. had to email their parents every day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a lot of other stuff they were talking about so I find it interesting that in the same town like it's at a different school because that school does have a lot of young teachers at a different school how just like a different generational thing goes on there but then at the same time when my brother went to the other school and his teacher was older she was ineffective so it's like a perfect it's like yeah where's the line where's the line where's the balance i feel you on that um you know you already know where i'm going with it (laughs) you got your good and you got your bad you know so you can't even really say younger, the more younger. Because there are teachers. some great young there's teachers, some, and there's some older. There's I know some actually older teachers. a 26 year old amazing young teacher. I know a 31 year old amazing young teacher for in um, younger kids as well. You know, like I said, you got your good and you got your bad. Can I eat? Sure, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't want to be here. I don't um, care. No, talking no. with the the chop. Just don't chew loudly. Yeah, I mean, I chew loudly, so I'm gonna have to. Uh, the forks over there also i had another question (laughs) oh by the way guys today we changed venues instead of my dorm room i'm at my actual house we usually record at the dorm and um 
I had another question though. I'm listening. Do you think it's right or wrong for police not to really investigate those who run away? Because they just kind of like, oh, she ran away. That there's nothing we can do. If there's a problem there, she should have reported it. Listen, when you're in a civil service field, when you're in a field where you have to help people, period, you are supposed to investigate. I don't care what it may be. It could be a fire. Are you supposed to? Are you supposed to, if it's a small fire, for example, the interstate um, Atlanta situation, <laughs> let's talk about that. Now they want to just blame it on a, um, blame it on a, a crackhead, yeah. um, smoking crack. What? How the hell smoking crack sets a damn bridge on fire? You please explain to me that. You know what I'm saying? There had to have been something wrong with the bridge for that fire to cause it to collapse Exactly, and exactly. When you're working in a field where you're helping people, you're supposed to investigate. investigate. Period, point blank, hand So that down. whole, the drug addict should have just been one piece of the pie. Like, that should have okay. just been one piece yeah, of the he pie. he started the fire. Exactly. What is it that is around this area? Because God forbid... That could happen again. What if you don't have to be smoking um crack and it could be in a different location? What if um it is what it is? You flick a cigarette or something and bam, fire. Hello. You know what I'm saying? You got kids who, you know, can't smoke weed in certain places. They find places in these areas under bridges, under highways, you know, in parks, in out, you know what I'm saying? And do things in, to to get high. So who's like how you know that they might not flick a ash and set another bridge on fire? From you have what, to investigate. From what I've noticed, it's like these officials only do it when it's kind of too late. Like, you know, like how it's hard to get a restraining order if someone's threatened you mm-hmm. until they've done something. Mm-hmm. Then when you're dead, they're like, well, what caused all this? Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't get a restraining order against so-and-so. And now you're calling, like, what caused all this? I already told you when I tried to get this restraining order. Exactly. And that was a story in the news a while ago. Uh, Not in Florida. A, um, like, yesterday. Yeah, I think she's 25. She was, yeah. And he came and shot her son and her. And after she had called the police and told them that he was going to kill her. Not even after she called the police. After they the police showed up. And told her to stop calling the police. And then now it's too late. And they're trying to say, this is Trump. They're recording of them saying, we told her to stop calling the police. They're saying, we did not tell her to stop calling the police. This is the Trump America. How can you say that you didn't say that? What's on him up, record? Please. Let's not even bring him up, please. Because <laughs> there's a whole distaste in my mouth at it. And I'm eating right now, so I just can't. This is, uh, I find it amazing. And people are just getting away with it left and right. Like, oh, there's a picture of this. But that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's dangerous, but it's amazing because people are buying into it. Well, excuse me, hold on. Maybe I shouldn't be eating. Because <laughs> I can't speak how I want to. Um, in regards to that, what failed in the system for people to buy into like this whole generation of people and they said educated white woman and undereducated speak up speak up we're never going to have we're never going to be able to clarify the alternative facts okay unless we speak up but but what we have and it's like believers. no no i'm i'm sorry i love my people i love my oh you're talking about black people black people yes i thought you're talking about in general i like people are talking up speaking up all around Mm -mm, because let me tell you something it's only happening to us it's not happening to them what what's happening as far as with the um 
with the investigation when it oh, comes down yeah. to police. A lot. Yeah. These things. I was so annoyed uh, a couple weeks ago. I saw on the news. You, you wouldn't remember, but she's older than me. I'm 28. Um, she was kidnapped. The blue pageant girl. The pageant girl years ago that was like kidnapped, killed, still never found her or something they never like found that. Her. Not John Bonet. I don't remember her name. It's not the one that they just made all the movies and interviews about a few months ago. Probably not. Okay. I don't know what you speak of. What I'm speaking of, it was a little white girl, mm-hmm. and she was into pageant. She was a beauty pageant. Chick. And they found her in the basement of her house. No, they oh, didn't no. find her, I don't think. Oh, no, okay, no. This chick, they didn't find, this little girl, they didn't find. But she was on my TV since OJ was, was on my TV. I don't know nothing about OJ. I was too young for that. I was annoyed to see, I'm 28 years old, and she came up on my screen not that many weeks ago, maybe like a couple weeks ago, on the news. Not something on the internet. It was like on the, the news. The real live news. Still trying to find who killed this young lady. Why? She's dead. It's been over 20 years. Let it go. But I say all that to say is that we we harp a lot on the past without really acknowledging what's happening and what's wrong with our present state of and we and the shit is not happening happening to the shit is not happening to them it's happening to us and we don't speak up enough me personally i live in nork and i feel like in nork we all know it's a lot of crime respect when it comes down to killings well it's a city everyone asks me um people ask you know how do you what, what do you think is going to make the change i said the mother's of the, the city have to get together and have to walk the city of Newark and let these individuals know that put the guns down. You're not just killing our children. You're killing our innocent children. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say, I'm not a parent, so I would want the parent to say, I'm not going to sit here and pretend my son was is, an angel. Was an angel. That's not what I'm saying. But you're not only shooting my son, you're shooting my niece who just want to play hopscotch. You know what I'm saying? Like, the moms have to get out, have to speak. Example, when um the mad. Oh, the texting and the driving. The texting and driving. That became so popular because mothers, white mothers, were tired of their children texting and driving and, and dying. dying. So they got together as a huge crowd and made this campaign. And now that... It's all over. It's all over. And it's a big thing now. No texting and driving. We have to get out and we have to speak. We have to be verbal. Me, I'm telling the young man that he shouldn't be doing such and such. People tell me all the... The thing is, the Leave people don't want to take back the... Com- exactly. The people don't want to take back the community. But in order for you to have a safe community, you have to take... You have to be a part of your community. You have to take care of your community. If you don't take care of the community, you know who's going to? The politicians. The politicians that's not... Here and don't for care. your community, they're gonna take back their community because it's all. It comes down to, at the end, of, at the end of the day, it comes down to a money thing for them. So they're gonna. I'm gonna take my community back. I'm gonna speak up. That's just me personally. I'm okay. And here's my thing about the mother campaign. I think it would have a huge impact on our community and like how we function, how we see it. But I feel like nationally, it wouldn't catch friction. It wouldn't catch it. Like attention the way it should. Like, okay, mothers get together and they stop gang violence and gun violence in their community. I feel like nationally it wouldn't des- get the no, it, would. it deserves. You want to know why? 
Because you're gonna get people like Beyonce jumping on board. You're gonna get people like Mary J. Blige jumping on the board. You're gonna get these celebrities that fill that soft spot for these individuals, and they're gonna jump on board. And it's gonna just gain up. It's gonna that. But well, remember Beyonce has jumped on board. She's doing Black Lives Matter, and and every time she does, she gets backlash, and they try to exactly. But what what's happening? The people are still speaking. People are still speaking. People are still buying her stuff. They can't stop exactly the stuff. That was ridiculous though. During the Super Bowl, they were like, "Oh, she's anti-police." La la la. Exactly. But guess what? They still (laughs) went and bought lemonade. (laughs) We all watched lemonade. Exactly. Exactly. You're gonna get people like Adele. She's gonna jump on board. She is. I haven't heard of any of her little. For her to get up there, you didn't hear about the Grammys. I heard. I watched the Grammys and what she said about Beyonce and how she makes her black feel friends feel and how Mm -hmm. she makes her feel. Mm -hmm. But I find that like celebrities who are from different countries often like just say like we look like crazy or it's like they don't say anything at all. Because we do look crazy. I mean, we do look crazy. I understand. But I'm saying that when they're from, like, England or Australia or they just say, like, one thing here or there, but no one takes them seriously because, like, they're not American. No one takes them seriously because... Even though we should look at other countries. Of course we should look at other countries. No one takes them seriously because they're not... They're not... Adele just said one little speech. Yeah. Not taking away from her one little speech at all. But they don't have to though. They don't. It's have just to one say little. Anything. According to the them out there, it's just one little speech. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're not gonna take it seriously. But if we were to do something like, like if the I was when I was speaking of the moms, I was speaking of just for Nork itself. Yeah. For Chicago itself, um, I wasn't mainly like saying like, you know, Chicago come down here to Nork and Nork <laughs> go to Chicago. You know, I was I, I was starting off very small, but. That eventually, of course, that's where I would want it to lead to, where it's become very national. Um, and so, once it became national, then people like Adele would speak up because everyone wants to do what the other person is doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when you got Beyonce, you got Rihanna. You know what I'm saying. She's jumping on board, and we all, you know, for the moms killing. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to. You know what I'm saying? Because it's. You know, she's gonna want to do it. She's gonna want to jump on board. And when you have, when you have people in high places, important people, money making people, because that's what all America. That's what America is all about. The money. So when you have people who have pockets in things with America, they're gonna start listening. We have. It's just even simple. When I say take back the community, we have to take back the community. Buy the property. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I understand. The, that you know what I'm saying? Because you that's the only way. That. Property's such a powerful thing to have. Like exactly. Pro- property and money. That's the exactly. two things in America you're set if you have. This might be very important. So, do you mind if I um, pause? I don't have to pause. Okay. Because you brought up Chance the Rapper, I have to say, like, kudos. I mean, no, because you brought up Chicago, I have to say, like, I love big him. up to Chance the Rapper. He I put love his money him. where his mouth is, and he donated to. His community, and now he's starting like an arts program. That's how Do he got hear started. Me? I fucking love him. I don't even like his music <laughs> like that. But him as an individual, I just he just popped up on. The he news. really came through. Like he's an amazing just, young man, and he's I think he's only like twenty four. He's on, he's young as hell. Yeah, he's yeah he's very young. His mind is on a whole nother level. I heard him say I can't even repeat what he said, but he and met Steve Harvey, yeah. and he had something to say and. 
that was amazing. Can't remember what the hell it was, but that was amazing. Then even, sorry to take it to his personal life, but him being so young and um, reading about um, the route that he went with his kid's mom, Mm -hmm. I'm like, 40-year-olds can't even get it together. He's just an amazing young man all the way around. I love him. I love him. I love him. I will. Con- I will always support him just because he's doing great things. Yes, he's got a large fan base just from that. He's not in a strip club alone. blowing millions of dollars, thousands of dollars. He's literally putting it in the streets of Chicago. Is he even from Chicago? He is from Chicago. He was born and raised in Chicago, and that's why he did it because he started rapping and stuff through an after-school program. So he was like, "I want to get the schools together." He wants to be able to send his daughter through Chicago schools, and he wants to start like. He's trying to just bring back what he... That's what he's always been doing, though. When I first heard 10 Day, and then he was, like, promoting some open mic he was doing, that's what, always what he's been doing. So it was very... I was like, yay, like, that's giving back. And I heard Big Sean did a lot, too, but I don't know. Big Sean does a lot for Detroit. Yeah, I heard he does a lot for Detroit. And see, the thing what I don't like is when these celebrities so-called do these donations under wraps because they don't want the spotlight on them. Beyonce, for example... That's my girl. I'm a beehive all the way. But um, the people why she, the, the reason why she gets so much shit is because people are always like, oh, she has all this money, but you never see her do any good. The whole time she's been doing good, it's just very off the scenes because she's very private yeah, like she's that. she's very off the scenes herself. She's, but Kanye ain't private. Where the fuck is your money at? I think in his early career, Kanye did start off but i don't know what happened like he started off with like some oh, giving back but something i you tell me what's going on yeah i don't know what happened to kanye no one knows what happened to kanye like where's your, where's the money at i'm sorry i love meat mill but meat where's the donations at meat mill said he gave him hope all right that's what it's more said. than just feeding the homeless on um with turkeys it's more than, shack's not even from our area and Shaq comes down here Thanksgiving and Christmas and feeds thousands of families in Newark. I think that it's what a lot of us have as Americans. Greed. We're like a very greedy country. We are very... No, I we think it's a little bit of that and like we don't understand that. Country. We, we are totally are. greedy. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say we are greedy. Like, we are very greedy. Our motto should don't be think, greedy. <laughs> and I don't think that's embedded in a lot of us to maybe give back to where you came from or give back and I mean everyone in general give back to your community or whatever but we're quick to go to like Africa or something and mm-hmm. pretend they need so mm-hmm. much help mm-hmm. so I think that's just it's a lot the only reason why I don't give Oprah so much shit love Oprah but you went to Africa and built a school instead of yeah of course but they asked for books. books yeah but we have books all around so of course we're asking you know exactly she does more in Africa than she does here in in America, however, she still does in America. Yeah. That's only why she gets so much. She that's the only reason why she, I don't be. I'm not talking shit about her right now. Did you see that article? I think it was like a comedian, but she blamed Oprah for like white women voting for Trump. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was. Well, it didn't get a lot. Thank God, it didn't get a lot. Of shit. Why would you blame Oprah for? Because apparently Oprah has such a big following. She should have had more sweat. It was just stupid. It was stupid because it was like, that's not Oprah's job. That's not Oprah's job. She did what she wanted to do for President Obama. She also supported Hillary. So it was like, if people are going to vote for someone, they're going to vote for someone. Even though a majority of us didn't vote for him, still. 
it's it's ridiculous this world is ridiculous this country is ridiculous we live in a controlled country so it doesn't matter what following oprah had all those white women who love to sit home every single day when four o'clock came and turn their channel to channel seven to watch oprah you know what time and Oprah came I used on? to love Oprah, girl. Stop I, was, I used to I rush home from young. I used to rush home from high school to watch Oprah. Yes, I loved Oprah. I was mad when she came off the air. Yeah, I love Oprah. Mm-hmm. Love, love. I actually called out of work one day to watch the two part Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. I would have. Um, I would have called out too. Yeah, Oprah's the. Fucking and mom. you know what? Lady doesn't agree with me, but um. When I saw I saw Whitney's interview with Diane Sawyer, but of course not like at the time it went on. Mm-hmm. When Diane Sawyer asked her if she was on crack, I was like, "That's racist, okay? You wouldn't sit there and ask like Marilyn Monroe or some like rich white Hollywood star if they're on crack. You, you wouldn't. They're on cocaine. Of exactly. course, she, Whitney's on cocaine. Whitney has enough money to do cocaine. Exactly. Should she be doing cocaine? No. But if I'm sitting with Whitney Houston, I'm gonna do the respectful thing and ask if it's cocaine and not crack. Exactly. Or how about you say? You don't even have Drugs. to specify wigs exactly. Nobody asking you about smoking weed. So we already know when you're talking about drugs, we're talking about that hard body stuff. Like, come on. And that was, and when you said drugs, that was for Whitney to open the door and say, oh, it's cocaine, not crack. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do drugs. But, you know, this is how I do my drugs. I roll my weed up and I put a little cocaine up in there. Yes, that's what I do. Leave that for her to say it. Open the door. You don't just blatantly just jump out the door With and say, crack, oh, you be taking crack? But Whitney was right to snap at her. Hell like, I'm yeah. too rich to ever Whitney. do crack. Whitney's, She's too rich to Whitney's my crack. godmother in my head. Is she? Okay, well, don't don't leave people on like that. <laughs> Rest in peace. I love Whitney Houston. I don't give a damn how much um, cocaine she was snorting and, uh, and smoking. I don't give a damn. I love Whitney Houston. You hear I, me? Yeah. Who? Ain't nobody better than Whitney Houston still to this day. And then, like, a lot of people were mad at people. Uh, no. Everyone. No. Sorry, no. guys. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. I can do anything. <laughs> I can do anything, but I can't sing. So, that's why she reacted like that. Sorry, guys. No. Um, wow. I might not invite you back. <laughs> I might not invite you back. I, I get like that when it comes to Whitney. I'm don't, sorry. Don't bring Whitney up. But why would you do that? Don't bring Whitney up. Some people were upset that she wasn't in the New Edition movie. But I was like, that would have been more of a Whitney Bobby movie. That would have been more of a Whitney there. Bobby movie. And, and it was really Mike Bevan's story mm-hmm. at the end. Was that? Yeah. I think I'm thinking of the right character. I didn't, I didn't see why Whitney would even be in that story. I guess, I I don't know. I mean, when I saw people upset, it was just like, you just wanted to see Whitney. I it's mean, a new edition story. It wasn't a Bobby and a Whitney story. Whitney's story already came out on Lifetime. Exactly. And that was... It was bad. Exactly. Did you watch it? I did not. It I watched was, Michelle A's story. It was trash. Oh, we're talking about Michelle A. Because that made me think of Dr. Dre and how he had those abuse allegations. Did you watch Blackish this week? No. You know I don't watch Blackish and I really want to get it's into good. it. It's good. Okay, so they had Chris Brown on it. I'm going to binge been, watch. They've been getting a lot of backlash for having Chris Brown on it because it's Chris Brown. He has a spotty history path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm just like, okay, Chris Brown. And there's Dr. Dre. And there's, like, just a bunch of people out here who have these allegations. And I just, I understand Chris Brown was wrong, whatever. But I'm just tired of hearing about him. <laughs> about him. Like, I'm tired of hearing about his allegations, especially when it's, like, there are so many other people we shouldn't be supporting that we support anyway. Because it was against the pop princess. That's why. 
I know, but That's still. Why. I love Chris Brown. I was just dancing my ass off at his concert oh, on I Saturday. I forgot you went to his concert. Please, I love Chris Brown. I would never go see Rihanna in concert. But uh-huh. anyway. You did. I did, and it was trash. She's gotten better. She doesn't dance a lot anymore in her. She dances more in her concerts, but in the past, she didn't dance that much. I went to a concert where that was supposed to have been dancing. Oh, okay. I went to the, um, I don't even know, whatever. I went to, whatever. I love Rihanna. I just, I do. Mm. I, I love Chris Brown. But he gets so much backlash because, one, it was against the pop princess. And two, he don't give a f- And you're not supposed to give a f- When you did something, you've apologized, you've moved on, and you're not doing it again. You're not supposed to- But now to- Karuchi says he did it. She's right. lying. She's lying. <laughs> Okay, um, this has been Black Flash Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Emily, for, for coming. We're on. over already? Yeah, it, was 40, it goes quick. It was 45 minutes. All I got to say, guys, is stay woke. Stay woke. Speak up. Get back with your community. Do good. And just be a good person all together. And that's how we're going to change the world little by little. And follow us on Twitter at Black Lash Pod. And tune in next week where we're going to discuss education with a um, 20-year veteran teacher. So um, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. And Later, bye. Jay.